Welcome to the mystical world of Catholicism. I'm your host, Lainey Solis, and in this podcast, we'll delve into the mystics of the Catholic Church, such as St. Padre Pio and St. Teresa of Avila. We will dive into the practices and experiences of those who have sought a deeper connection with God through prayer and contemplation. We will also examine the role of mysticism in modern Catholicism and how it can inform our own spiritual journeys. Join me as we discover the beauty and depths of the mysticism in the Catholic faith. Listeners, I'm so glad to have you here, and I'm going to apologize in advance if I sound a little stuffy on this podcast. Here in Lubbock, we had a crazy dust storm this week, and it's really, just really messed me up. Do not recommend. But today starts us diving into the writings and life of one of the mystics of the Catholic Church. Drumroll, please. St. Maria Faustina Kowalska, and we will be reading her diary, which she was requested to write by God. Today's podcast will be an introduction to her life. In the episodes to come, we will begin covering the diary. To keep these episodes bite-sized, they will be in a summary-type format, and I'll share some thoughts I had with you and how we can apply what is revealed to us in her diary as we journey along. So who was St. Faustina? Well, before she was called St. Faustina, she was born to a peasant family in Golovic, Poland, and given the name Helena at her baptism. She was the third of ten children, and as soon as the age of seven, she felt God calling her to religious life. However, due to her family not being supportive of her desired calling, she tried to drown out God's call. It wasn't until she received a vision at the age of 20 of a suffering Christ asking her, How long shall I put up with you? And how long will you keep putting me off? That she stopped resisting her calling and began her search for a convent to join. Finally, on August 1st, 1925, she entered the congregation of Sisters of Our Lady of Mercy in Warsaw, Poland. It was here that she received the name Sister Maria Faustina Kowalska. She at last felt happy and recalls that it seemed that she, quote unquote, stepped into the life of paradise and that a single prayer was bursting forth from her heart, one of thanksgiving. However, this feeling was tested as she felt tempted to transfer to a different congregation just a few short weeks after entering the congregation because she desired more time for prayer. But Jesus appeared to her again, wounded and disfigured, 
telling her it would cause him much pain if she left the convent because it was here that he called her to be and it was here that he had prepared many graces for her. So she obeyed and spent her novitiate in Krakow and professed her first vows. And then after five years, her perpetual vows of chastity, poverty, and obedience. Convent life is not all prayer. She worked in several houses of the congregation. Sister Faustina worked as a cook, gardener, and porter throughout her time as a part of the congregation. Throughout her time here, she was tasked with three missions by God. One, proclaim to the world the truth revealed in holy scriptures about the merciful love of God for every human being. Two, to entreat God's mercy for the whole world, specifically through new forms of devotions to the divine mercy given by Jesus, those being the image of the divine mercy with the inscription, Jesus, I trust in you, the feast of the divine mercy on the second Sunday of Easter, the divine mercy chaplet, and the prayer and meditation on Christ's passion at the hour of mercy, which would be three o'clock in the afternoon. And lastly, to inspire the apostolic movement of the divine mercy, which continues her mission of proclaiming and entreating the mercy of God to the world, and striving for perfe perfection in the footsteps of St. Faustina. It consists in showing childlike trust in God and desiring to do his will and in the attitude of mercy towards one na one's neighbor. Now, while she was entrusted with these missions by God to those that knew her and to onlookers, there was nothing necessarily miraculous or special about her at least on the outside, as far as her mystical life. She was faithful to her duties and religious rules. She was described as recollect, silent, while also being very natural, serene, and abundant in kindness and selfless love for others. Her entire life was focused on this perpetual pursuit of a more complete union with God, and the salvation of souls through a self-sacrificing cooperation with Jesus. And to assist her on that journey, the Lord gifted her great graces, those of contemplation, deep knowledge of the mercy of Christ through the mystery of the divine mercy, visions, revelations, hidden stigmata, the gift of prophecy, the reading of human hearts, and the rare gift of mystical betrothal. And while she received all these gifts with appreciation, she writes in her diary, neither graces, nor revelations, nor raptures, nor gifts granted to a soul make it perfect, but rather the intimate union of the soul with God. My sanctity and perfection is based upon the close union of my will with the will of God. Throughout her life, before and during congregation life, she suffered illnesses. She imposed exhausting fasts on herself prior to entering the congregation, and these weakened her body so much that she needed to be sent to Skolimov to receive treatment to restore her health. 
And in her first year being in the congregation, she experienced the dark night of the senses and of the soul. And if you don't know what those are, the dark night of the senses is when one has this feeling of dryness in their prayer life. They are praying so intently, but yet feel nothing spiritually in return. They feel unmoved and as if they are backsliding, but they choose God even though they may not feel his presence. And as far as the dark night of the soul, there is a temptation to abandon the will of God because of an inability to sense his presence. It can make one begin to question his existence, but even so, even when they are questioning, they still choose to follow Christ, to believe in him anyway, and to continue to follow the will of God. Even though all of this caused her much pain, she persevered. Sister Faustina also underwent sufferings that were spiritual and moral in nature due to missions given to her by Christ. In offering her life for the salvation of sinners, she experienced much tribulation. And in the last years of her life, even physical pain increased as she was suffering from tuberculosis. And after several months of treatment attempts, Sister Faustina passed away on October 5th, 1938, in a state of spiritual maturity and complete mystical union with God. She was only 33 years old and had spent 13 years in religious life. Her final resting place became the convent chapel in 1966 during the informative process for her nomination to sainthood. Sister Maria Faustina Kowalska's beatification process began in 1968 and she was finally beatified in 1993 by Pope John Paul II on Divine Mercy Sunday. It was then again on Divine Mercy Sunday, April 30th, 2000, that she was canonized Saint Maria Faustina Kowalska and became the first saint of the new millennium. Christ chose through her a simple, uneducated, courageous, and childlike religious sister that the great mission and message of the divine mercy would be spread throughout the whole world. Our Lord told her, Today I am sending you with my mercy to the people of the whole world. I do not want to punish aching mankind, but I desire to heal it, pressing it to my merciful heart. St. Faustina pondered on the mystery of God's mercy, not only in the Holy Scriptures, but also in the events of her own life. Through meditation on the mystery of God's mercy, she was led to the conclusion that there is not a single moment in human life without God's mercy. As divine mercy is like a golden thread woven into all the moments of our human existence. We can learn from St. Faustina's spirituality, the mystery of God's mercy, how to contemplate God in everyday life, develop in ourselves an attitude of trust in God and mercy towards one neighbor, and encounter Jesus Christ in the Eucharist all the more deeply. St. Faustina resonates with so many people. How she lived her life doesn't feel completely unattainable, and we all desire to feel the mercy of God that she preaches. Her diary is filled with some of the most beautiful language, and you can feel the depth of her love for God. 
I'm excited for us to begin going over her diary. It will provide a wealth of inspiration, and I believe it will help us to connect more deeply with Christ. For these series on the mystics, I will be posting basically half of them on this channel, and the other half will be exclusives you can receive over on Patreon. So if you really enjoy these and you would like to have exclusive access to episodes while at the same time supporting this podcast, I would love for you to join the Patreon community over at patreon.com slash mystical world of Catholicism. And if you have the time to stick around, it feels very fitting to close out these episodes on St. Faustina with praying the Divine Mercy Chaplet. The Divine Mercy Chaplet is typically prayed using a rosary, but if you don't have one, no worries. You can just pray along as I'll be keeping track for us. Let's begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You expired, Jesus, but the source of life gushed forth for souls, and the ocean of mercy opened up for the whole world. O fount of life, unfathomable divine mercy, envelop the whole world and empty yourself out upon us. O blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fount of mercy for us, I trust in you. O blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fount of mercy for us, I trust in you. O blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fount of mercy for us, I trust in you. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, severed under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there, he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, 
have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer you 
the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal God, in whom mercy is endless and the treasury of compassion inexhaustible, look kindly upon us and increase your mercy in us that in difficult moments we might not despair nor become despondent, but with great confidence submit ourselves to your holy will, which is love and mercy itself. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I appreciate so much you being with me today, and I really hope that you enjoyed this podcast and it brought some worth to your day. May the peace and light of Christ be with you always, and I'll see you next time.